Welcome to the Whiskey Congress. Honest, open talk dedicated to speaking the truth to those who are open to hearing it. Black, white, right, left. Most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey. In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join the evolution. Whiskey Congress is back in session. Um, I am in the Cleveland studio. Joined by my good friend, John Armstrong. Steve couldn't be here today, but John's been on our show before. One of my favorite comedians. Um, and before we even get into that, so John and I have been doing comedy together for a long time. He's done it much more effectively and successfully than I have. Um, you have any shows coming up you want to promote? Uh, yeah. Uh, actually, tonight, this will be too close. Yeah, but, probably uh, tight. <laughs> yeah, I got hilarious tonight. Next week, I'll be at the Funny Farm in Youngstown. Two shows. Uh, one on... Um, Friday, one on Saturday, headlining both. So come out to that support. It'll be a good time. Well, uh, we have a pretty good Youngstown following. Steve's from Youngstown. Okay. So, so yeah, come to the Funny Farm. See, yeah, uh, there you go. See John yeah. Armstrong on Friday and Saturday of the, what are the dates exactly? The, sorry to put you on the spot. The 17th and 18th. Oh, you're doing St. Patrick's Day. You're yeah. doing shows. Yeah. Oh, that should not be complicated at all. Not at all. Oh, my God. <laughs> that takes balls, my friend. Dude, I was just at the Funny Stop this weekend, and the drunk late-night crowds there, I, yeah, bring it on. <laughs> I've, I've worked the Cleveland Improv. I've worked Funny Stop. I can do Funny Farm. All right, Funny Farm on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Um, all right, there's a whole bunch to get into this week, but I have been just chomping at the bit. To light into Tucker fucking Carlson. I hate <laughs> Tucker Carlson. Steve and I, because I always want to just go at that guy. I hated him since his stupid fucking bow tie wearing days on CNN. He's a phony. He's a charlatan. He's fucking had to admit that in court. And the guy is still taken seriously by his listeners. Recently, this week. He was exposed for saying he hated Donald Trump. I forget the exact word. I think he said a passionately hate yeah. Donald Trump. Trump's a, a, trashing Trump. And then says, in the same things that were exposed, because there's a lawsuit, so these things he said that he thought would never get the light of day have now shown on them, and the light of day has been shown on them. And he's He hates Trump. He's a distraction. He's an embarrassment. He can't wait to be done with talking with the guy. And now he's right back to licking his boots. Mm -hmm. And he's licking his boots over a topic that I, and I, I know I'm not alone in this, I'm not, when people downplay January 6th, I get pretty angry pretty fast. Now, I've, I've learned to step back and how to play it, yeah. but January 6th, when people downplay that, I fucking lose my mind, because it was a big fucking deal. But the thing about it, uh, when people downplay it, the, you have to remember that, um, it's the same as when it's any type of uh, minimalizing that people do. It's like six million people didn't die during the Holocaust. Slavery wasn't that bad. Oh, it wasn't really the genocide of the end. It's all. It, whenever you come across some type of uh, just trying to muddy the waters or diminishing of what you're trying to uh, bring to light, you can tell that the person is. Um, a bad faith actor in the argument. They're not there for any type of conflict resolution. So I've 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 come to the point of not engaging with that kind of energy. I mean, granted, human beings are wired like that anyway. It's hard for us to change our opinions on things. But like 
when they come at you with that, yeah, January sixth didn't happen, and and what what did what what did he say? It was mostly organized. Uh, he said it was sightseeing, I believe. Yeah, but he's like something. organized chaos or something like that. Yeah, he tried yeah, to yeah, he tried yeah. to word it so it wasn't uh, as bad. And then they were showing these clips that I think McCarthy had kind of edited together. And well, McCarthy just, just dumped it to Fox and said, "Have yeah. fun with it." But no, they were like the ones that it was edited because the ones that they showed, they were walking like between the partitions. Right, so they're sure. like, they're, they're not doing anything. And this is very like selective. This is some of the people who were, who were in there wandering in, but it's still amongst people. I mean, either way, if, if I came into your house now and I was just sightseeing and being nice, I still broke into your fucking house. And by the <laughs> way, eventually I'm shitting on your desk and doing other shit right. and stealing your laptop. So please, you know please do I mean? not shit on my desk or steal my laptop. <laughs> I've heard few requests, John, but that's one of them. But but you're right. And in the best case scenario, and in 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 what they're trying to paint is oh, the little little scamps or whatever bullshit. These assholes were attacking our government. They were trying to stop an election from being certified. And the question I always ask people when they try to downplay it is, okay, so they were chanting, hang Mike Pence. Hang Mike Pence. What do you think of that? Oh, that's just chanting. Well, they had a gallows outside the fucking White House. Or the Capitol building. And the question I always ask, though, is, okay, they came storming into Congress. If they had gotten a hold of AOC or Nancy Pelosi, what do you think they would have done? The answer I always get is, I don't know. Don't give me that bullshit. You know exactly. I truly believe that they would have murdered. Yeah, they would. And that's, the, I you know when Tucker Carlson's calling it, a, they were just sightseeing. They were just having fun. Look, they're being escorted, showing selective imagery. You know, that's like me saying, I'm going to show you. I'm going to go OJ here. Like I'm going to show you OJ and the Naked Gun. See, he couldn't have been killing anybody. He uh, here he is in the Naked Gun. He's funny. Yeah. No. No, you don't get to show selectively. No, it's, um, I go OJ anytime I get a chance. It's it's uh it's indicative just of like a long, I'm, here we go, Bring a it. long history in this country of just like the amount of of just mob violence that's been able to exist. We've talked about this before on this podcast. I think one of the problems, many problems in this country that we deal with, with just all levels of just criminality and corruption is just that people aren't held accountable. And this type of mob shit is common, especially for white men who feel somehow threatened in this country that some of the majority stranglehold they have on everything is going to somehow get loosened up and they're going to be, you know, the ones who are persecuted. This isn't a new thing. I mean, it's new for this... For this age, because it's, something like this hasn't happened, but the amount of just black towns that have been obliterated because of this very thing, and it and and the same attitude. Oh, it's not a big deal. Why are you bringing it up? Oh, this was just this isolated incident, and it it's it's never reckoned with, and it's never dealt with, and it's happened again. And one of the big things I really feel is that it's like, yeah, we need a lot of you know, things to change. But if we just enforce the laws on the books, we could do so much. Just enforcing what what is already law. You can't trespass. You can't do this. You can't, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's ridiculous the amount of corruption and just 
shit that's allowed to happen. Well, the one thing that's going on here, though, there are lots, I mean, I think over a thousand people have been arrested and are facing criminal charges. And um, I'm going to have to look at the douchebag's name again. Uh, is it J- Jacob Chansley, a.k.a. the QAnon Shaman? Thank you for the uh, promotional help. Uh, Jacob Chansley, the, the QAnon Shaman, he got, he was Tucker's go-to guy this week saying, look, this guy's being treated unfairly. Here he is being escorted in by the police. He didn't trespass. He didn't do this, blah, blah, blah. Okay, what do you do after that? Because he pled guilty. <laughs> he pled guilty to trying to obstruct a gov- official government uh, proceeding or yeah. whatever they called it. And Elon Musk, who I have in the past been way too much of an apologist for, came out and said, if you could see the look I just got, uh, I have been, and I'm owning it fine. I'm just being honest. Um, you know, he came out and said, we should free this guy based on what he watched from Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson literally defended himself. No, his lawyers defended him in court using the argument, no rational person would take him seriously. Therefore, he cannot commit um, slander because no one should take this guy seriously. He's an entertainer. Again, it's just a clear breaking of the law and somebody not being held accountable. I'm going to state the obvious that I always state. If those people were black, the ones that they didn't shoot and kill would be on trial for treason and they wouldn't get out of jail. And if they did, at the very least, it would be drug dealers type shit. It would be at least 20 to life. Which is, again, why even those sentences exist, because black people started selling drugs. So it's just, when I see shit like this, and I know everything's a nail to a hammer, but like the lens that I have, living as a black man in this country, and just seeing this type of shit persist, it just, after a while, I mean, it pisses you off, but you get numb to it, because it's like, of course, you know what I mean? It's the guy who gets off... For rape, because if he got went to jail, it would ruin his life. Oh, the Stanford swimmer or whatever that. You know what I mean, like shit like that. We we, we hammered on that, like. And you can, you okay, you can have this argument, but I mean, if you want to be that compassionate for this person, I mean, extend it to another person, especially if that person is showing some type of whatever. But at the end of the day, even if they are, the law is the law, and if you broke the law, you have to deal with the consequences. I ain't even the biggest. You know, proponent of that. I'm, you know, I can get my anarchist on, but at the same time, <laughs> yes, you can. I've... It's just, it's just infuriating. Just constantly here. That's that's why I'm saying again. I I want to even engage with that. The fact that like, if somebody just started the sentence off with that, yeah, Elon Musk was listening to Tucker Carlson, and we're done. Okay, we're we're done. You know what I mean? It, I do. You know, it, it would it would be like it would be like saying you know so and so talked to the. Grand Wizard of the Clan, or, or you know, I was talking to somebody in the, you know, like some schizophrenic about what should I do with the lottery tomorrow. It's just like I'm not discrediting you as a human being, but this isn't going to go anywhere substantial or meaningful or fruitful in the way of gaining. You, you're you're hundred percent right. I, I've gotten to the point where I've got one friend. We talk about him on the show every now and then. He's known as Mike the Dentist. He's a dentist. He was smart enough to get through college, into dental school, and through dental school. And he sends me the most inane, dopey fucking memes all the time. The latest one was, what it's like when you show up to uh, enter the Capitol, and it was obviously about just 
whatever, Jacob Chansley. And it was basically the opening of The Great Gatsby. So they opened the door and, you know, yeah. waiter, like, trying to deflect that as, oh, he was welcoming. He, stop it. You're selectively looking at little bits of information and forming a conclusion. And I see these people using these defenses. And one thing that I get criticized for inaccurately is I get told, you only listen to one side. No, I don't. I listen to Alex Jones. I used to listen to OAN when it was on my TV. I loved OAN. OAN was hilarious. Oh my God, they would put shit out there and I would watch it. I would occasionally even record it and put it on Facebook. And I'm like, here's what was said and here's why this is ridiculous. And because of my weird group of Facebook friends, I would get people defending OAN, saying things like the FDA, or anyway, you know, the liberals banned ivermectin. I'm like, liberals don't get to ban things. And that's an FDA decision. But OAN says this nonsense. I'm going off way on a tangent just to say that I listen to the nonsense. And I don't fully accept CNNs and MSNBCs. In fact, I rarely listen to MSNBC. Um, but I, I do want to hear what's getting said. And if half of these people would listen to what's getting said outside of what Tucker Carlson's shoveling to them, hopefully it would open some eyes. But they don't. I get, they I, I get what you mean in that, like, at least, like, knowing what's in the zeitgeist thing. You don't want to just be railing against some straw man. So you do, you know, the old Sun Tzu know that energy. <laughs> but at the same time, uh, for my mental health and my anxiety, I had to start limiting some of that shit and i do see how like we get in these echo chambers when you do that because it's you know i mean that that is a part of the human experience we we don't like to hear dissenting voices we like to we like to think that our story is the story of how the world is but the problem is um even those people who you said like if they would let you know some dissenting voices is which is one of the problems with cnn and msnbc is that they are what's put up to be uh, the other side of the right. left, and they're not. They're a corporate structure that is center right at best. You know what I mean? Like there's no left represented in this country in media or or in, or in politics. It's just not the things that they that they show that are left are just things that the right has politicized so much that people think it's political. It's I mean, it's not political to want clean air and water or just to say that human beings are equal. It shouldn't be. And if you just espouse that automatically, you're part of the left. To me, that's not a left thing. That's just a common sense thing. But people like that, like, uh, who are really good, like a lot of these talk radio who started, like the Rush Limbaugh's and your Newt Gingrich's, they were really good at the language and uh, creating... uh, like Carl Rove, he was another architect of a lot of the yeah, language oh, that we use. That sub, like uh, calling Social Security entitlements. You know what I mean? Sure. Just all all these different ways to how it creeps into the subconscious of how we look at things and how we things we decide to tackle, and then other things that we just throw our hands up on. Like there's no way we can tackle climate change or inequality or you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. So I apologize. Apologize if I look distracted for a second. We're no, not on video. Fine. Well, I was looking for my copy of Sun Tzu. <laughs> it's in here somewhere. Um, but you know, I mean, I've despised Carl, Carl Rove for decades, and yeah. I gen- genuinely consider them to be evil yeah, because they're doing shit that they know is bullshit, and they know it 
it, it helps them in the short term. They know it's bad for America as a whole. And, and to a point that you made earlier, what, when the outraged white guy, what he's really outraged about, if you're being honest, is, wait, you mean I've got to actually compete with people and my whiteness doesn't just get me this? That's, that's bullshit. Whiteness yeah. has been working for years. Fucking toughen up and do better. <laughs> well, well, I, <laughs> they're throwing these asshole people some humanity. One of the things behind it too. This is this is again. This is why why racism hurts everybody, not just black people. It hurts white people too, because the problem is that we are like black people and, and everybody else who's quote ethnic or whatever. We are. We're the other. Like, whiteness is looked at as the default. It's not... Sure. You're not really white so much as you're the lack thereof. You know what I mean? You're the default thing. So, as things somewhat start to get equal on paper and a lot of white guys realize that they do, like you said, have to compete, you know? there's You're not Babe Ruth anymore. They're, the Negro right. League is over. You actually... Josh Gibson's back in the game. Yeah, you actually... I love every time you bring up Josh Gibson. He's one of my... Favorite baseball historical figures. Look but you have up. to have to compete with other people. And uh, to them, a lot of times, this is the first time that they've had to deal with that whiteness. That's why it does sound like uh, like harsh or even condescending to people like that when you hear privilege or something like that. Because you never looked at it that way until now it's kind of forced. Right. For you to have to, and it's very that's that's why this whole this racial dichotomy. Yeah, human beings are tribal, but the way that we do race in this country is a fairly new thing. We've always there's always been like you know just divisions between people, but it it was more nationalized and um kind of not as uh just codified hard down the line. One drop of this person there's literally white people who look darker than black people who are white and white you know what i mean it's it's not a color thing at all i mean there's so many and on top of that with the genetic things of it how everybody bottlenecked out of africa and everybody who's not african is just has the closest dna like every you know asian people and white people and all these other people are genetically just <laughs> We're all the same. It's race that is a is a social construct, and I'm not saying that to be on some we are the world like let's all hold hands. It's just a fact that you know. I mean, it's basically race and all this shit should be kind of just pushed to the side. I wouldn't say outlaw, but like you shouldn't be referred to as white or black no more than you should be referred to as short or tall. Or bald or with hair. Imagine if we like categorize stuff like that. Like a bunch of talls moved into the neighborhood, and incidentally, uh, stereotypically, talls tend to make over a hundred thousand dollars. And we're just hoping that this keeps to be a tall neighborhood because not to uh, say anything against the smalls, but the smalls tend to bring the property value down. And the, you know what I mean? Like sure. if you you could you could categorize stuff and it and it, there's empirical evidence with that you know what i mean like tall guys tend to you know get the girl and all this other stuff and short guys like have more adversity with dating and things like that and that will that will filter and paint a lens through how you look at life through that but to have a total society or arranged around that which just sounds ridiculous. So yeah. to do it about like so-called race and skin color that doesn't exist is fucking ridiculous. It's just another way for human beings to dominate 
other human beings, and it's a very antiquated thing that we have to somehow deal with because we're not going to survive as people. We're just not. It's funny what you said, and this is a quick story from my college days. I used to get a lot darker in the summer. Yeah. My is I'm half Italian, and uh, I was playing pickup basketball at WVU, and this black guy walks up to me before the game even starts. He's walking up and goes, you Greek or Italian? <laughs> and I said, I- I'm Italian. He goes, I got cousins lighter than you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And man. the Polish side of my family finds that hilarious. So anyway, I had to tell that story. Yeah. But, but you're right. I, this is totally going off the rails a bit. But years ago, I mean, talking in high school, I watched a video that was about um, stereotyping and, and whatever. And it was it, literally a woman says, People with brown eyes are inferior to people with blue, and it's adults. I think they were being trained to like be prison guards or something. It was all about, you know, breaking the stereotypes. But she's like, people with brown eyes are inferior, and she divides the room by brown eyes and non-brown eyes. This is I've seen this. Okay. this is a social and, experiment. And, yeah. yeah, and like here's here's the thing about it: the fact that that social experiment experiment worked amazed me. And quick. And quick, yes, immediately, because she flips the script. And the, she does the whole discrimination one way. And she goes, okay, I lied. I have brown eyes, and I was jealous of this. And she, or whatever, she flips the script. And all of a sudden, oh, now you get to abuse the other side. And the quickness with which yeah. they could get adults to literally be disrespectful and abusive in essentially a classroom setting. I think it's it funny was you that, saw the same thing. It was, yeah, it was like uh, the thing that they did uh, that... College experiment where they make you know the jailers versus the and and within the week it was Lord of the Flies and this this yeah. college class that turned it, into this totalitarian tri- state. Tribalism is an amazingly powerful thing, and I fight so hard to not get sucked in. And not just the tribalism, but to what we were talking about earlier with the January sixth thing, this almost mob hive yes, this hive mob mentality, and people don't realize how things can go from nothing. To just like human beings can get on some that shit that happened in Rwanda, where oh my god, yeah, per- that's a perfect example. Where you just you just gin up so much hate, and then within a number of days, over a hundred thousand people are dead. Yeah, and not like it, and, a it, lot it, shot, it, but like it, just chopped up. The the Hootsies and the Tutus is that right? No, to the, the Hutus and the Tutsis. Ah, sorry. Yeah, I fucked yeah. that up. I'm going to get a bunch of shit for it. I know it seems in Elizabeth. Yeah, there were shit. two different tribes. But, in but, the... but they were made up, right? They weren't even... They were well, no, made up by the No, they were, two di- they were two different tribes, but the Belgians uh, placed them against each other because I get them confused, but the ones that were the East Africans... East, East Africans tend to have more like angular features uh, that uh, you know Europeans uh, identify right. more with. So when they created a caste system, they put them, uh, I think it was the Hutus, over uh, the Tutsis, which were the um, indigenous people of the area, and that's what sowed the animosity uh, within them. And then, um, so even once colonialism is so-called over, you still have some right. of that. And then I think the dynamic switched, too, with the tribes to where uh, uh, the power dynamic uh, shifted around and... Uh, I have to revisit it, but either way, uh, throughout radio and other propaganda, it just kept getting ginned up and ginned up, and it just it just spilled over. And within a number of days, you had over a hundred thousand people just dead and to the to the point to where, and that's why uh, it's important. I remember Chappelle talking about that that this country needs 
um, that South Africa did. They had the truth and um, what, what what do you call that? Um, um, shit. I said before this. Um, you did you, you smoke on like you sneaky guy? No, but uh, but uh, they they you had smoked weed without me. I'm offended. <laughs> they had that in South Africa. Um, after, apart- after, apartheid after apartheid, no, no, the truth and reconciliation, yeah. Okay. And they had to have that in uh, Rwanda because just so many people are indicted in this huge crime against humanity that you can't really, you can put people, everybody on trial, but you kind of have to put the system itself on trial because every it has its tentacles in everybody, and ultimately, if we want any type of progress here with the deep things we go through here, we have to do that. Is have a kind of truth and reconciliation in this country, and uh, put the entire system on trial. You know, and, what I mean? and that's I think one thing that when when you deal with suburban white people, which technically I'm not, I'm technically urban because I'm in the city of Cleveland, but whatever, I've been a suburban white guy. I grew up in a suburban white house. And when you deal with that mentality, it's always, I didn't do anything. My ancestors this. I mean, I didn't have an ancestor in this country when slavery was happening. So Yeah, I'm, uh, uh, at least a third of white people in this country are Ellis Island white people. Yeah. And, 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 but they, they, it, they get instantly defensive and they're saying, you're attacking me. No, we're acknowledging a history. And the example I like to give is we don't let Nazi Germany get away with ignoring their history. Like, they are, were kind of forced, and they, I guarantee Well, they not. don't let them get away with ignoring their history. We do. <laughs> they, <laughs> okay. they, they, it, they I mean, legally don't. Well, but, but I get what you're saying. There, there's a precedent, and there's steps that could be taken if you even pretend to, like, move the goalpost or change around the history, because that whole thing is what precipitated that environment. Right. And I, I've been to the prison camp at Dachau, and it was so shocking and so yeah the, the story I've, I've i've told it before on the show i think but um i had to get dragged into it and had to get dragged out because yeah i didn't want to see it i knew atrocities happened i was with co-workers we were on business and like we're going here and i'm like ah, i don't want to do that like well the car that's going to get us to the next place is going to be there so you can sit in the car or walk in so i reluctantly walked in and when i got to see the methods that the nazis used to make humans do these things to other people one of which was just simply fear and intimidation that if i'm not sufficiently brutal that i will be on the other side of this yeah so and so i'm just bringing this back to january 6th one thing that infuriates me when people downplay it tucker carlson is a piece of garbage and i'm going to say that as many times as i can because he's playing this game he knows it's bullshit and it the what, the question I always ask people when they try to downplay it is, okay, so they were charging through the halls of, of the Capitol building. What if they got their hands on AOC or on Nancy Pelosi? What do you think they would have done? The answer I get every time is, uh, I don't know. Bullshit. They would have fucking murdered them. Yeah, they but, would have. Yeah, but here's here again. Again, like they just... Um... You can't engage with that level because they're 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 not in it for any type of that you're you just you can't do that. Well, you, you, you know what it, I mean. I, and what? and back to the Tucker Carlson thing. To your point, what you were saying, how they were, uh, how he's complicit and he knows that. But that that's the entire thing. Like Fox News themselves through this defamation case, uh, Rupert Murdoch, they have to admit yeah. that this whole yeah. thing is a farce. 
and and of course nothing happened. And that that that's my thing with this is it just lets you know that everybody involved from all the politicians to the media, even their followers, everyone knows this is a grift. It's a means to an end. No one gives a fuck about the truth. And it's hard to deal with people like that. And the one of the biggest problems is because these people are the, they're the Americans. They're the default Americans. They're the Christians. They're the white people. They're the people who own substantial land and just everything they have. And these are the people with the guns. So it's going to be really, really hard just besides just moving the needle to like move these type of minds because they are, they are in it. You know what I mean? In a yeah. way, it's better dealing with the people who know this is a grift. Things are scary is those QAnon people who are like dug in, who actually think that there's some rhyme or reason to this shit show. You know what I mean? I that, that's kind of the more sadder part to it because they are the useful idiots. At least, you know, your Tuckers and your Trumps and all these other people, they, they know this is full of shit. They ain't stupid. They're, no, but they are telling things to people who believe them without question. I know and, that, that, that's and, what and I'm that's, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's the problem is there's, you know, this has been a regular fight between Steve and I on the show because I keep calling it a cult. And he, his, his pushback is cult isn't a big enough word. But that's the best word I've got right now. It's just, How is cult not a big enough be, word? Because he says cult is more of a small-time thing. This is 70 well, million that, people. Well, that is that speaks more to the definition of cult in his head. I don't know how he's minimalizing the word cult so much to mean something so little. Cult, I, I, cult never implied something small. If anything, cult means that there's a large amount of people that are galvanizing around this common thing, you know? I don't, right. want, I don't want to split here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 don't like, I don't like arguing with someone else's arguments. Yeah, yeah, without them they're, being they're present. not here to defend it. Yeah, so, but the, anyway, we fight about the word, but, that but he does not argue the mentality. And the yeah. mentality is insane. And when you look into cult history, it's amazing what you can get people to believe. And I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole because I go through my whole... Used to be very, very Catholic and then... Reassess things so I watch people licking Trump's balls. I've been to balls. a Catholic wedding. That that shit, that, it's weird. <laughs> All right, let you know what, let, let's. Sorry, let, I'm no, not that's trying right. to let, 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 not, what, uh, It's been a weird six years for me. All right, let's jump topics real quick because let's talk about who is and who isn't running for president in 2024. Larry Hogan was my poster boy. He was my. This is a logical Republican, a guy who, if he ran with a reasonable running mate against. Joe Biden or whoever the Democrats nominate, Larry Hogan will have a decent shot at my vote. He says, I'm not running because I don't want to take away from the other anti-Trumpers. Which translated, he did the research and realized, I can't crack into this cult, so I'm going to lose and I'm not going to put myself out there. But we've talked about it on the show with Steve, and again, he was my golden child, and he's no longer relevant in that regard. You brought up Marianne Williamson. Yeah. We talked earlier. Well, uh, to pivot to... Uh, what's his name again? Larry Hogan. Larry Hogan. <laughs> the fact that I have to... Just, Steve used to always jab at me saying, no one knows who the fuck that is. And you're kind of... You're an... No, I, I, I knew of him, but I, I the, the name like escaped me. But... Uh, I don't know, man. Like, uh, in all fairness, I just I think you're being too charitable with him. The problem with him and a lot of Republicans are even the so-called good ones. Is for one, he's quitting 
and this is the only time he's speaking some type of truth to power. They know that this this thing that they've ginned up. And the second thing is with all the same Republicans, it's like Liz Cheney, you know what I mean? Like uh, she was against Trump and they did the whole, you know, the investigation, which where the fuck did that lead? No goddamn where. And on top of that, she voted with him over 90% of the time. And I guarantee you Larry Hogan did too. At the very least, I'll give you 80. I will bet the fucking farm it's not under 80% that he voted with well, him. Well, I mean, he was, a, he, was so, a governor. he was a governor, so he wouldn't have been in... That process. No, no, but but but, but I mean, policies. as far as I mean, as far as yes, be endorsing and getting behind and not speaking out against and saying that we we don't go with that, and that's always my problem. Well, I mean, that's the strength of the Republican Party is the fact that they are very lockstep. You know True. what I mean? But the the problem is they always can get this appeal because they can do this whole oh shucks I'm not that guy out there being either racist or sexist or homophobic or or fiscally uh, not uh, responsible. responsible yeah. But uh, but at the same time you're still voting for him. It's that it's that mafia wife shit. You know what I mean? I'm not Tony Soprano. You know what I mean? I'm just here raising the kids. It's like. You are benefiting off of all this, and you're co-signing on all this, and you're enabling all this, and you're down with all this because this whole thing supports what you do. So that doesn't make you better. If anything, it, in my eyes, it just makes you worse because you are you try to play an innocent role in it and without getting your hands as dirty, even though you're just as fucking guilty of all this shit. The thing, the thing I'm I would, sorry. No, 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 hey, don't apologize. Uh, the only thing I'm upset about is you spoke to me without me. Um, <laughs> But, but what you just described to me is Mike DeWine, Mike DeWine, the governor. It's all of, Ohio. of them, man. But I, see, I think I have a different view of Larry Hogan, and it's based on my liberal friends when I was working out in Baltimore. Who I'm not saying the view of him. I'm saying what the, he materially will do when he's in office. I can give a fuck less how these people like George Bush. I've been told is like a funny, cool guy. I mean, I'm sure he is. I can tell he probably is. You know what I mean? He looks like an affable person. But if you're if if what well, you do is is like asshole shit, who gives a fuck? Like, you know what I mean? Well, you're hitting, you're hitting a chord with me because one of my many hatreds, reasons for hating Donald Trump is it makes George W. Bush look good. People forget what a fucking catastrophe his administration was. I don't And that forget. bothered... I know you don't. Um, I'm still mad about Reagan. I'm still mad about George Washington. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're not going back to George Washington. Tell me what you like about Marianne Williamson or don't like. I don't know. Uh, well, she she is a bit of a kook, but uh, and and not not like super kook, but I mean she had uh, she had kind of just this um, I don't know healing energy guru type of feel right. to her. But at the same time, uh, she does speak truth to power. She's very matter of fact about what this country needs, and I don't think she can win, honestly, because it would take a lot. For one, for her to be a woman, it's hard to get a lot of people behind women. For one, uh, I can't speak for women, but from my experience, a lot a lot of women issues that they have are very, are very similar to what we have in the black community. There's the lack of unity, the lack of cohesiveness, the lack of being able to galvanize and get behind you know, so not only do you have do women have to get the female vote, but you got to get men, different demographics. Right. And I think that'll just be a lot of heavy lifting. But I do like that the opposing side. We need people who aren't afraid to say these things that are considered far left, which is you know speaking up about the environment and how fiscally, uh, with capitalism, we can't keep 
going down this road because it's just not sustainable, how we need to really reinvest in this country, how our military is beyond bloated. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. And these yeah. are forever wars that we are fighting. It's not beneficial to anybody. And again, it's not on some kumbaya shit, but like, do we really need to be fighting every... It's like the amount of people we have in prison. You know what I mean? It's like, you can argue that we need to be in a war every year the same way you could argue that we need to lock this many people up. But we disproportionately lock up so many many people that you're actually saying the most evil people are your fellow countrymen and in this country. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying not, you know, prosecute somebody because from what I was saying before, a lot of crime doesn't even get investigated. But the problem is that it's just... Our whole thing is just about domination and control. You know, it's, it yeah. has nothing to do with justice. I 100% agree with that. And the, the lack of um, ability to deal with violent crime, which we kind of touched on earlier, and yet someone, you know, the number of people who are in jail for things as stupid as weed is just ridiculous. I mean, no one should be in prison because of cannabis. Period. I think the last guy uh, for weed uh, just got out in California. For, oh, for, okay. for that state. For, 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 for that, that state. state. Yeah. Doesn't touch federal. Yeah. And, 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 and this is liberal, lefty. Diff- yeah, that's yeah. a whole different. But one thing about Marianne Williamson, and in 2016, I was on the Gary Johnson bandwagon for a while. I had listened to him actually on Joe Rogan's podcast. I'm like, okay, this guy makes sense to me. And the media and in particular in this case, MSNBC, went out of their way to humiliate Gary Johnson because they wanted him not to be part of it. And Marianne Williamson was also, I think, did she run on the Green Party ticket? I forget. I, I forget which one I he forget. was on. He was on, I think, the Libertarian. I think she was on the Green Party. I so badly wanted them to be on the stage for the debates with Trump and Hillary. Yeah, see, that's the bullshit. Yeah, they, they the way they strong-armed them out of the debates... It's the same as how they boxed uh, Bernie out. It's it's why you know, like, uh, I mean, it's so colluded to have these just these two stupid parties. But again, Republicans get more of what they want out of Republican Party. Democratic Party at this point is just the Washington generals. They're just there to show up to get your ass beat or to be cannon fodder. You know what I mean? You know, it's fucking you, ridiculous. Fundamentally, I agree with you. But what's odd is, as much as people shit on Joe Biden, and we have on the show a bunch of times, if you look at his record in terms of his political performance, it's actually pretty good. I mean, I mean he, through he what lens? His, well, through the lens of midterm presidents get their ass kicked, he got well. What we just well, what we just went through was unprecedented, and none of that had to do with the groundswell of support for Joe Biden per se. It You're was right. more so a pushback against January sixth against the... Um, Roe v. Wade getting overturned. Yeah, yes, Roe versus Wade. It was pretty much the hole that Republicans dug themselves right. in. And uh, again, uh, like a lot of white women who benefit from this patriarchy and stuff like that, it wasn't until something kind of hit their back door that it, it got a lot of these voters to come out and push back against a lot of this. Because if it wasn't for women, uh, like you said, to the point of abortion, this... The, the election wouldn't have been how it was. And again, with the, the January 6th people and how the people who just wanted to preserve democracy if it wasn't for that. So re- Republicans dug a hole for themselves. Trump could have won his fucking second 
fucking election if he wasn't such a dumbass. Most incumbents win. The uh, COVID, uh, the vaccine has seemed to be working and things were seeming to uh, get some type of normal, but he just had to, he couldn't stay out of his own way. He's such a cult of his own personality, you know? You know, he, he agreed. And um, and that's why when people, you brought up Bernie, I get shit from fellow comics all the time because putting Biden on the ticket was the right choice. No, it wasn't. I will forever. No, it wasn't, dude. It was. No, Bernie, it would not, Bernie would not have beaten Trump. The, I, I think he. I think he could have. One of the reasons. He, he would have gotten my vote. I'm not denying that. One, say- but one of the reasons Trump won is the same reason that Bernie could win because people don't realize how many votes there are for a candidate like that because so many people are sick of the status quo and and it wasn't as binary because that's why how one of the reasons Trump won because a lot of people who voted for Obama voted for Trump. And yeah. a lot of people who voted for Trump would have voted for Bernie. So the lines weren't as clearly drawn in a partisan way. So I, I trust me, I get where you're coming from with it. It feels like a long shot, but you gotta remember who was president before this, fucking Barack Hussein Obama. You know what I mean? We've had we've had some fucking long shots out there. You know what I mean? Right. Matter of fact, George Bush shouldn't have been president because I, he cheated in fucking Florida. That was With a Carl fucking Rose, by the way. Doing yes, dirty work. that was a fucking long shot. So yeah. again, yeah. I get where you're coming from, but the shit that the Democrats had to do to to uh, to cheat him in Iowa, and uh, I forgot the other state that they cheated. Yeah, the the way that they did him. Once you get, because that was the thing, I, rem, I remember before Obama caught fire, and he was kind of like this darling that was just go, you, you know, he's going to run, and um, maybe, you know, after this, he'll get some, you know, talking head deal on whatever, you know what I mean? But uh, once you win those first few primaries and you get that win behind your back, it's just off to the races. And Bernie and, and, definitely could have had that. I'm telling you, if it wasn't for like the, I'm talking national election though. I I know, man, and so am I, dude. But I'm saying once that groundswell started, because again, that's one of the things they that all three of them have in common of Obama, Trump, and Bernie. They they are very endearing to people, and they exceed expectation every time. You know what I mean? I hear what you're saying. Um, and by, but, but the and, and here's the other thing with Biden. I would believe it more if you did have a better Democrat. If you had like a Clinton type person or somebody like that, then I could get behind that more because there's more substance there. But Biden is such a just it's low bar in every way, shape, or form. He represents the establishment. As much as anyone possibly could, and, he is a, and, and, he's a centrist Democrat who he's center right. He he is he's so bad on so many levels that when he does something halfway good, <laughs> it's it's amazing. And again, I voted for him. Again, I, I, I voted for him. But it's just uh, I the only way that we're going to get somewhere is to do these votes. I, we've talked about this before on this show. One of the reasons Republicans are successful is because they will take that hit for that vote until they get a Marjorie Taylor Greene or a Lauren Borbert or or a Ron DeSantis. You know what I mean? Yeah. They'll, they'll take that hit until they... There's a reason why technically they are a minority and technically a Republican hasn't won a presidential race in years, yeah, right. but there's a reason why they continue to win because they are tenacious 
and they believe in their convictions. We have to win by a landslide, even though we're the majority. Yeah, that's electoral college set up, and, and uh, I mean, we could do this forever, but there's a couple good stories I want to get to. Well, some ugly Sorry. ones, too. No, it's fine. John, I love it. Again, I appreciate you coming on. Um, <laughs> And uh, but you brought up the story that I didn't know about until you sent it to me. That was uh, Tennessee Lieutenant Governor Randy McNally. Oh yeah. So I didn't know anything about this. So apparently he's been a strong uh, proponent of anti-LGBTQ legislation. He's uh, the Lieutenant Governor oh, yeah. of, the of Tennessee. Are bad. They're yeah, after they're us. Bad. Yep. And then and they're so ahead. cute. <laughs> oh God. This is so textbook. How many times have we seen this before? No, it's, I, it's so. From what I know, he got uh, caught kind of thirst trapping uh, in this guy's. Uh, was he in his DMs or in his yeah, social media? I, I or? think it was his DMs. It was like some twenty-one-year-old openly gay guy. Yeah, who, a really twink-looking yeah, kind yeah, of yep. guy. Yeah. And then when they confronted him about that, it, worst defense ever. What did he say? He was. Uh, he was. I was exploring. Whatever he said. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the guy Randy McNally is I'm guessing late 60s based on what I saw of the guy. He's, yeah, he he's looks an pretty old, rough fat, and white tumble. guy. Yeah, he, I mean, yeah, he looks like a chewed up piece of gum. <laughs> yeah. How dare, how dare you? How dare you? Well, I'm, I'm, gum shame. I'm sure he'd love to be a chew. <laughs> I wish I was in that man's mouth right now. <laughs> Chew me anyway, up. Right. Don't spit me out. Swallow me. You know what? We're moving. All right. You know what? You did it. You. But anyway, the story came. <laughs> what a fucking. Yeah, you're Shit right. We've, we've seen this story so many times. Madison Cawthorn's my personal favorite. Like, I'm. This isn't like. We have video of you jumping into bed with your trainer cousin, whatever. Yeah. I was like, okay. And, and, but the funny thing is, he didn't get called out until he. Called out the Republican establishment for their cocaine fueled parties. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of your point. Yeah. But anyway, he, he broke the Lacosa Nostra. And again, this is to uh, the bigger uh, underlying arc of this, which is everybody knows this is a grift. Yep. Everybody knows this is phony. Everybody knows these people don't adhere to these principles. It's a very do as I say, not as I do. I'm against abortion unless I get somebody pregnant. I hate uh, drag stuff, but I'm sure but there's a picture, picture of me, of me from, in a yep. drag. All of them got, somehow got, there's people, like, I don't, you know what I mean? I don't have pictures of me in the dress, and I'm the most lefty, you know what I mean? And it's always these super far-right people who are not only so against it that they're for it, but <laughs> but they don't want I, I know for certain Rudy Giuliani yeah, does oh, drag, yeah, I think Trump did too. I'm not sure on the Trump thing, so I'm not going to state it as a fact. I know for sure I've seen... Rudy oh, Giuliani I saw Giuliani because he was he was having fun. Which, by the way, is way better yeah. than him with his hair dye melting off his face. Yeah. Um, all right. So anyway, Randy McNally, the lieutenant governor from the state of Tennessee, is now doing an amazing tap dance to hide from the fact that he was clearly trolling twenty-year-old gay dudes on Instagram or Snapchat yeah. or whatever. And this is gonna be fun to watch. And you know what? Maybe it's shitty for me to say it's gonna be fun to watch, but. It, it is. I'm sorry. Oh, shot in it, Freud. Yeah. It's just, you know what? Because I hate hypocrisy. Yeah. I hate hypocrisy. If I were sitting here and, you know, lecture someone about, like, you know, the evils of alcohol, I got a fucking glass of wine in my hand after throwing down two beers at lunch with you, they'd be like, dude, I'm looking at you right now. Yeah. Stop that shit. Um, but anyway, so Randy McNally, he, I didn't know this until you sent me the story. 
he's put in place by the state senate of Tennessee. So they're going to have to do this dance too because oh he's, yeah, well, he's well, a Republican hardcore. And whoever, and whoever they put in there, it's go you know it's going to be some Catholic priest thing. They're just going to move the chess no, pieces no, around. No, 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 no. Oh, okay, that that guy. Yes, I'm like they don't like Catholics in Tennessee. Oh, I, oh, I know, I know, All right. I know. All right, um, we did not get into this yet, but we need to talk briefly about it. Um, uh, four Americans were kidnapped in um, Mexico. Two of them were murdered. Yeah. One was shot, but is likely to survive, and the fourth is in in back in the United States and in good health. But this fucking story is wild. Yeah. I mean, they go to from uh, I think it was North Carolina. It might have been South Carolina. To cross the border in Texas to get a cosmetic surgery because getting it in the United States is so expensive. They get allegedly mistaken for Haitian um, cartel members, kidnapped, again, two of them murdered. And um, the cartel that did this flat out came out and said, we did this. We're sorry. Yeah. We've apprehended the people responsible Then they for this. gave up like five people. They gave up five people yeah. and five more have subsequently been arrested. But I will say this. Um, I'm not confident in the judicial proceedings of Mexican drug cartels. Yeah. These five people they gave up, I'm guessing were either bad performers in the drug dealing or yeah. members. And just, this is so awful on so many levels. I mean, you know, these folks... Going from you know the U.S. to Mexico to get a, a medical procedure granted a, a cosmetic one, You're, we're just trying to like yeah, literally I'm not saying it was, in the middle. Yeah, exactly. I'm not saying it was you know wasn't risky. Where they were going apparently is like yeah. on the list of places you don't want to go to. Yeah, and I, I were they to, traveling with cash? I don't know, but probably now that you ask the question, because I'm guessing yeah that, that probably. But either way, well, maybe not. I mean, it doesn't matter. They, still, they, 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 they were, they were black still, people in Mexico, yeah. mistaken for Haitians or assumed to be Haitians. Yeah. And, and these the cartel members, I'm gonna make a disparaging comment about those who uh, work in that industry, but I'm guessing that they probably get high on their own supply. So well, maybe not. You'd be maybe surprised. okay, fine. They're clean I'm, cut. I'm, I'm giving them. I'm, no, I'm just so giving them a bit of. Um, I'm just. Oh, you know I me. Mean, I always give a little pushback. Right, I'm just that's fine. That's fine. I'm just saying. You know, you're not dealing with rational people, so they see something. Oh they no, know they cut people's heads off too. Right, that's <laughs> like, my fucking point. They they motherfucker having shootouts like to the point to where like uh, yeah, we no matter how bad our gang problems is here. Uh, like we got issues. The, the but brazen shit that they do, like like oh, this person's going to jail, and like oh no, we'll just break them out. <laughs> yeah. no, I mean, it's it, like a fucking movie, or it, it, or, or what was it? Did they, they stop the uh, the caravan and tried to kid, re-kidnap the guy? Or I forget. I forget. About the the what, what? It was like this shootout in the middle of town, and um. Are we talking about a movie? We're talking about uh, no. This is real cartel shit. I'm I'm getting my stories confused. Right. I'll, I'll I'll digress. But my 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 take on a lot of this, um, besides the you know the cosmic uh, cosmetic surgery, um, is um, the cartel like releasing those people? Yeah, they're probably phony people, but in a way, it's kind of funny because in a way this cartel has 
better like diplomacy than a lot of governments. You know what I mean? I know what you're saying. I was, were, I was about to go. They there. were quick and judicial, and they even issued an apology. When was the last time you got an apology from any any of the big, you know, G eight people? You know what I mean? So, and again, I don't think that these are people who cut people's heads off. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm I am not like uh, in their corner whatsoever, but I. I think part of I think part of it was a power play on that the taking responsibility of it because in a way they've established themselves to be more of uh, I mean they call, I know they call it a cartel a lot of that shit is just racial uh, but because it's just a mafia just just white people are like we're the mafia and you guys are something else but, <laughs> but it's just it's just they it's a power play to establish themselves as this mafia that look you might not like us but we're not going anywhere. So I'll tell you what, even though we have this illegal thing we're doing, when, when we color out of the lines, we'll accept responsibility for what we do, and we'll try to uh, you know, expedite the process and even, even give you the people who did it. But just know that we're an entity that exists that is not going anywhere. So in my mind, uh, the broader picture, that's what they were saying. You know, I was about to use that exact word. They are an established entity. Yeah. They are not... Lucky Luciano would not be able to get up on a camera or whatever and yeah. say, okay, these guys did this bad thing, we're giving them to the government, yeah. but, but we're retaining our power. Yeah, yeah. And that's what these folks are doing, and they can get away with it because yeah. they are a legitimate... Uh, that That's not the word I want. They are an established entity with firepower, and and the fact that they're being diplomatic is, is kind of ironic. And it's a billion-dollar industry, and much like... Um, uh, you're probably underselling that number. Yeah. Well, billions, you know. Billions, I don't think, I, yes. I don't think it's trillions, but yeah, billions. Yeah. But, but uh, it's like this, you know, it's like the Saudis, you know what I mean? We, we hate them, and it's all these problems because of what's going on. Well, I ain't going to say we hate them, but, you know, the, we, we're, we resent the, the conflict and everything, and there's all these problems going on, but it's... Only going on because we can't get enough of what they have. Right. This isn't yeah. happening in a vacuum. You know what I mean? Right. We're the number one and importer and of what they're yep. yeah, of what they're exporting. So that's the other that's the big old elephant in the room with this. And again, much like fossil fuels, it's like, you know, why are these Middle Easterners so crazy and these terrorists? It's like they they, they didn't just wake up saying, Hey, fuck you, you know what I mean? These people are being fucked with. You know? Yeah, I mean, we could go into the history of cocaine fueling CIA stuff, and oh, that could go on for hours. Gary Webb do... shooting himself twice in the back of the head. Yeah, that's how you do it. Um, <laughs> that's how I, I commit to it. Yeah, <laughs> twice. One uh, more time. <laughs> um, all right. I, we, I, I don't want to go too long, and I cannot wait to talk about Chris Rock's special. Oh, with you yes. now, I made a comment to you earlier that you kind of give me a Chris Rock vibe. I almost feel like you felt offended by that. Yeah, it's not an man. I don't. I don't try to. I, I but, like. But, well, people look. Try, we should. People try to look at themselves as a. Uh, you know, as an individual. And look, I'm not saying you're. All right, I'm not. Not oh, that meant, it was no way intended to be insulting. Like you oh, were, I know. Well, part of the reflexiveness of it too is being black. When somebody white tells you you look like this black person, it just. It's a common thing. We're always like... If I said you look like Mike Tyson and you told me to go fuck myself, I'd be like, okay, you don't look... You, you look, look more like, like Mike Tyson I than I do. Like <laughs> <laughs> Ironically <laughs> enough. Um, <laughs> it's funny. not at all black people look the same thing. But anyway, but you, you also, you're, some of your mannerisms, 
I am a huge Chris I, Rock fan. I've heard it I am a huge. I don't try to do it. I am a huge John Armstrong fan. Huge John Armstrong fan. I love you. I love you too, brother. Um, so he did a special. I watched it. You watched it. I thought it was funny. I really enjoyed it. Um, and part of it was kind of cranky old get off my lawn guy stuff. You know, my kids are spoiled and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. Like, and, okay, that's where he is in life. He's, I think, 58 years old. Yeah. He, he's carved out an amazing career. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, his kids are probably spoiled. And that's, it, it's, the way I took it, and I'm about to just open the door to get blasted for, for white splaining. but to me, a large part of it was him kind of humble bragging. Like, my kids are spoiled. My kids have the ability to go to, uh, did you say horse riding? I forget what hobby they had. Yeah, they, the they had horse pe- riding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's and like, it. you know, part humble brag, but also part, like, just comic relating to his life. And I thought it was a good special. I loved Balls it. In your court. I loved it. I thought uh, Chris Rock is um, no secret, my favorite comedian. I absolutely loved it. Uh, I saw him when he was live here last year. We went and saw him, I think it was in April or May. So I saw most of that. It, it got chopped okay. up and uh, it was a little different. And then the Will Smith stuff got added at the end. But uh, so I had saw most of it anyway. So I knew it was going to be really funny. And actually, it was funnier live. Um, when I saw it, it was good on the thing, but some of the jokes just got changed. And then things with jokes, too. It's always a surprise. So once you've seen it right. the first time, it's it's a little different the second time. But um, I, I didn't take it so much as bragging. A lot of the things that you get with black people with new money, like, uh, I mean, he's been, he's had money for a while, but I'm, I'm saying as far as our generation sure. being the first one. And, and I didn't get, mean to say brag like he was doing that other than he was talking about Oh, yeah, issues. I know what you mean. I'm just, I'm just, uh, just giving a little more context. It's just like, um, it's more, but it's just, it's just a super big deal. Cause the over, overall thing that he was saying is it's amazing how his mother went from having to go to a vet to have her teeth done to being able to fly <laughs> to Paris to see her grandkids and just how right, that can right. change in just one generation. You know what I mean? So uh, I think that was the overall thing of that. I I Chris Rock like is my favorite for so many reasons, um, but it's like he brings up the best subjects, and then the way he dissects them and his approach to it, it's just so methodical. I've always enjoyed watching him. One of the things that I don't appreciate is like uh, I, mean, I know comedy is subjective, and you know everybody doesn't like everything. But sure. a lot of the pushback that he's getting, I don't feel is fair. And one of the things um, you might not be aware of, but uh, in the black community, is now there's this divide because there are a lot of people saying that Chris Rock is more catering to a white audience, and he's not, you know, he's he's not funny, and he hasn't been funny, or I don't think he's funny. And again, comedy subjective. You don't necessarily have to think that he's funny, but this kind of it happens in um, black spaces, you know. This othering. I mean, it was like it, it happened with that with uh, Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier. You have these two black people going at it, but one of them becomes the default white guy, and the other one becomes the default black guy. And it's not fair to either one of them because there was a while ago that Will Smith was the perceived safe. 
Negro that was the the white guy, black guy. You know what I mean? You, 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 you get what I'm saying? And, Absolutely. And and that othering, it's 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 harmful. You don't have to like his comedy, but to say that you know this isn't this is less black or this isn't this. I mean, to the point where the favorite black comedian now is arguably Dave Chappelle, and I remember when he was the white black guy. When he would appeal, when he was in Robin Hood, Men in Tights, and he did half baked, and Killing Him Softly wasn't. I mean, Face on Love talks about this. It wasn't the biggest thing in the black community. He blew up after the Chappelle Show. That's when he became like this black icon. But before that, he was just this kind of skinny, wiry, black best friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so to the point, back to Chris Rock, I understand a lot of the. Criticism, nothing's going to be perfect. And I do know through my lens, since I, I'm a stand for him, I'm going to like uh, most of his stuff, uh, and not objectively through a, through a um, you know, bent lens. But at the same time, I, just, I don't like when we as a people kind of do that. I think women are doing that in particular because it's this natural defensiveness uh, about Jada, people, you know, women don't want to feel attacked. And it's like, yeah, women are vulnerable and attacked and it's not fair. But in this instance, Jada Pinkett is a fucking cunt. And it's, it's and just like Chris Rock said, everyone can see what's going on. And just like he said, too, she hurt him way more than he ever could hurt me. You know what I mean? Right. And that's that was some of the just brutalness of it was that it was so just cutting but he didn't have to say that much to make it cut he just had to peel that layer back that everybody already sees and just reveal the truth of it and wrap it up and keep it in a joke which what we were saying earlier you know some people fall back on it's just a joke which it is but that part i mean everybody can clearly see it's a lot of just truth and anger in that and for chris rock that he got smacked and for people to say he should move on and all this other stuff is like he didn't sue him he could have had him fucking locked up like like all this shit and you're lucky that all you got was uh somebody talking shit about you and for all the people who are about like you know this isn't fair to him well tell that to this man who has the picture of him being smacked in perpetuity. You know what I mean? Sure. As bad as this special could be for Will or Jada, it's not going to be made into a meme. You know what I mean? That Chris Rock smack thing is going to be there forever. You know what I mean? So I just, I, I, I loved it. I'm, I'm glad for it. I mean, I'm not the biggest Will Smith fan right now, but I grew up with Will Smith and I do love him. And I just think he needs to get his head in the right space. And I know we don't know their relationship, but it seems that that's just a situation that's eating away at him and he can't be a man. Because I think that's another thing men can identify with. We've been with that woman who just doesn't love you the way you love her. I've, I've tried to force love like that before, you know, and it's it's sad. That I, I could go down a whole different <laughs> spiral there. I, I, I will say that... Uh, um, I, Chris Rock had to talk about that. Absolutely. If he would not have, people would have said, that pussy didn't talk about what exactly. everyone's thinking about. And, you know, I'm guilty of this. I'm sure you are too. We tend to defend comics because we've done stand-up comedy. Yeah. And again, I'm not putting myself on your plane. I'm just saying that... No, but it's... But yeah, it, you, you, you know the... The, the, art, the art form You know the consequences, right. the ramifications... Right. And the and the difference when you're up there, it's very easy to look at a comic like 
whatever. But there's I I love that Chappelle line, which a lot of stuff that Chappelle said recently I don't necessarily agree with, but I do love that Chappelle line that he says when he's like, um, "I'm not saying it to be mean. I'm saying it to be funny." And right. everything is funny until it happens to you. And that little sentence encompasses everybody who's ever been outraged. And again, this is why it was so brilliant that he named this selective outrage. Because there's so many people who take one thing away that they didn't like from this special. But everything else was all right, you know? Right. Everything but, is funny I mean, until it happens to you. Right. <laughs> I mean, Mel Brooks was on the line that comedy is, I'm oh, sorry, tragedy is when I stub my toe. Comedy is when you fall into a sewer and die. Yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah. Like, you know, oh, this hurt me. This is terrible. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and, and and I um, you know, again, I, I am a Chris Rock fan. I apologize. I actually have a really I think it's a funny story. I saw him live right before the Bigger and Blacker tour. Yeah. And so I watched his set. I literally had moved to Indianapolis and my apartment was across the street from a theater he was performing at. I scalped a Holy Chris Rock shit. ticket. My first day there, I scalped a ticket and a white guy sold me a scalp ticket to a Chris Rock show, yeah. which I thought was kind of funny from a juxtaposition thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, I went and saw Chris Rock live, and I don't think I laughed once because I was so mesmerized by him owning the stage. Yeah. And I watched him, that was, again, it was him leading up to an HBO special. I watched it on HBO and I laughed my ass off. Yeah. Because and it's not because it was you know, you mentioned that when you're seeing it for the first time it's different. I agree. But I was just so enamored with watching him walking back and forth across the stage and doing yeah, his bit. You know, he, yeah, what's he Kobe doing pr- going there pr- to Colorado with all these white people? Not like you. Y'all are cool. Yeah. And just I'm like, this guy is a fucking yeah. brilliant yeah. comic. He, he commands the stage. He absolutely does. All right. He I've has been, a presence, man. He, he's he's phenomenal. Yeah, I um, love that too. And 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 again, people getting upset about it. Oh, he picked on his kids. Shut the fuck up. They're his kids. Comic, comics have been making and, jokes and, about their kids well, forever. He, he didn't pick on his kids. I think if anything, he just brought up the fact that he had to do something to kind of make his rich, spoiled kids not be complete assholes when they grew up. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yes. That's kind of what I was saying. My kind of humble brag is like, yeah. you know, I'm I'm making fun of these kids, but. I did all of this to get them to a spot where I have to rein them in rather than try yeah. to give them a, a boost. I thought I, I we where are, they realize that they are in a position of privilege now, and that you know right. what I mean. Absolutely. And on the topic of selective outrage, I saw a story, and it was a credible source saying that a bunch of Ukrainian uh, expats want uh, Top Gun Maverick to have its <laughs> Academy Award nominations stripped. Because there was funding from some Russian oligarch. Look, I, I haven't seen Top. I must break you. I must break you. Sorry, I repeated you. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not a fan of Russian oligarchs, but in terms of selective outrage, no one would have known where this fucking money came from to make this movie. And by the way, if this guy who supposedly did this is the most awful monster on the planet, you think he gives a fuck that the movie he gave money to? is not going to get the nomination for Best Soundtrack? You know. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, and not to co-sign on these assholes, but, like, this is the problem that we got into with uh, some of the Marvel shit and China's pushback because China uh, is such a market that we got to kind of cater to their likes, you know what I mean? 
a lot of people, when it comes to movies, if you found out where the, a lot of the funding was or the incentive was for just the money machine to keep going, like, you don't want to know how the donuts are made. It's, it's not to say, like, let's close our eyes and ears, but to your point of the selective outrage of it, like, oh, some Russians made this movie and now let's boycott this movie. You could boycott the movie for the American propaganda of the military. You could boycott it for the uh, sequels never dying. There's a million reasons to boycott this movie, this generic movie, which was good. I saw it in the theaters. It was really good. And I am a Tom Cruise fan, as weird as he can be. But it was it it was good. But if you really want to get out of scalpel, there's a million other reasons that you could dice this apart. To your point, besides these hidden Russian puppeteers that no one knew about hey, right. until if they I, brought it up. I wouldn't even <laughs> challenge a boycott. If you were to say, don't give money to this guy, I'd be like, okay, I get that. Yeah. I'm a big believer in voting with your dollar. Right. They're saying, take away their award nominations. Yeah. If you think Boris, whatever his name is, I don't, I did actually read his name, but it's not Boris. If you think he's like, oh, no, I'm, I'm not even going to do the Russian accent. If you think he's like, oh, no, I'm, I'm going to say that, I'm going to try it. I fucked it up. Do it. Do, do, do it. Do not do it. Do it. Please do not take away my Academy Award nomination. I'm so upset that I will not be part of the best soundtrack in a movie that no one knows who the fuck I am. And I, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, selective outrage. That's my wrap up. Please do your shows again. Unless you got if you got a closing remark on this, that's great. Otherwise, we'll uh, wrap, wrap this up. up. But, but do your do your promos. Uh, you know that, that that's it on Ukraine. I mean, hopefully, hopefully we work that out. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was I was joking with somebody. I was I said I, I feel kind of sorry for Vladimir Putin because yeah. he's uh, oh no he's basically trying to do what all of Western Europe did, which is just you know colonizing and taking what he wants, but. The, now that, you know, the British Empire and France and Spanish empires are all over, they're like, well, you can't do that, and you especially can't do it to white people. We did it to, <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? you went to find dark people to do yeah, this to. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember, I've, I think I brought this up on the podcast, but uh, fascism is when colonialism happens to white people. <laughs> like, that is a great line. <laughs> it's true, dude. Uh, we're, we're closing with that. But, I can't uh, top that. Uh, John Armstrong, we got the Cleveland Comedy Awards coming up uh, Tuesday, March, what's that, the 21st. And uh, sure. <laughs> uh, I'm nominated for Best Long Form Joke, Best Performer, and Comic of the Year. So I'm hoping to get at least one of those. I got Funny Farm coming up in Youngstown uh, this weekend, the 17th and 18th, 8.45 Friday, 8.15 Saturday. And I have a new website, www.johnarmstrongcomedian.com. Check that out for all of my upcoming dates. And you can see some clips on there and a reel and just get to know me better. So, yeah, I appreciate you having me. Please check him out. Funny Farm in Youngstown. Youngstown folks, Steve has his Youngstown folks come out there and say, we came out to see you because of the Whiskey Congress podcast. John is a genuinely funny guy, great guy, good friend. Love you, man. Thanks for coming on. Love you, man. Thanks for having me. We're done. <laughs>